Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to CWTG. You know, I have to keep writing down these coon stories because as I told you, for the coon chronicles. So we've yet another Sambo who was amidst among many white people as they yelled and shouted, F Black Lives Matter. So the Sambo took it upon himself, the coon, he took it upon himself to shout out and chant the same thing with the white people. Yes. He was shouting, F Black Lives Matter, FBLM. A pastor, no less. Now, if you're a pastor, you shouldn't be shouting that to anybody, let alone your own people. Now, how stupid and niggard could he be? Oh, but anyway, clearly a cottonmouth coon. But anyway, people. Now, as I've said numerous of times, I don't agree with the organization Black Lives Matter because I think that they push other agendas that don't pertain necessarily to helping black people. But, however, I always stress and express to you that though I don't agree with the organization whom they say is allegedly funded by George Soros, I don't know if that's true, but that's what the word is on the street. Now, with that all being said, I don't condone the organization. But when I say Black Lives Matter, I still say that term because I absolutely, unequivocally agree with the phrase. Because, in fact, black lives do matter, though many other nefarious devils pretend and act as though they do not. But so for a black person to be amongst a, a bunch of Mayo Clinic, Hellman's Crew, Miracle Whip, Mafia, whatever you want to call them, racist demons and devils, I call them the Glacier Donkeys themselves, if they want to be among them shouting FBLM, do they know how niggerant they look? Because actually, uh, when they're saying that, they're not talking about the organization. That's what they're not talking about. Because just as we've heard that it's funded by George Soros, I'm sure they have heard it also. But they're actually talking about black people in general. And how you know they're talking about black people in general and specifically? I'm glad you asked. Because they always say that when we say black lives matter, that we're being racist and divisive because all lives matter. And then so they come out with their own little narrative of it, right? The little counter testament to it called all lives matter but then they say oh if you have to put a color to it that's racist but they can say blue lives matter isn't blue a color i'm just saying so it's okay for you to say blue lives matter which is defense of the cops it's okay if you say all lives matter which is defense of them the mayo clinic but nobody can say black lives matter so that just tells us all that the reason they don't black like black lives matter it isn't the organization that they are talking about as if when I say I don't care for the organization, but I do agree with the phrase, their problem is, in fact, the phrase itself. It's not the organization. It's the phrase itself that how dare anybody say that black lives actually matter. That's what that is. And any Mayo Clinic member that tells you that they're not being racist when they say that and that they just feel like all lives matter, they know they're being racist. So don't fall for that, okie doke. But for some niggerant, silly Negro to be sitting out there shouting it with them, clearly hoping, wishing, and waiting on a plate of hot, buttery biscuits with a side of 
to mama maple syrup. Okay? That's clearly what he was doing. Begging for biscuits, no less. Yes, absolutely, your life matters. Okay? Oh, thank you, Miss Natural Candy J. They are just, some people are just so ridiculous. I mean, it is so sad. Didn't anyone tell this Negro, Negro that the day of the Geechee is gone? Oh, I cannot. I cannot. Let me continue, people. Let me continue. <laughs> I'm saying let me continue as if I've started. Uh, please. Get it together, Queen Amadaya. Okay, now, let's talk about this man by the name of Ali Alexander, who is one of the Stop the Steal organizers and how he's taking the heat, okay? Clearly, he's afraid. And then I want to show you the video of Karen. Matter of fact, let me show you the video first. Let me read my fair use disclaimer. Remember when I told you the black woman who punched the woman in the face and then the mob grabbed her and they attacked her. Now, conveniently, the lamestream, they deleted that or not deleted, but they failed to show that part of the video because they didn't want anyone to see that okay huh. that's what they didn't want to do because remember you know why they didn't want us to see it right because at the same time all of this uh discord was going on all they kept saying was oh it would have been a different story if that had been black people you see the difference in the way they treat the blacks don't you have they call us that the blacks please but yes, that's why they didn't want to show that video because they know good and darn well. Let me tell you something. It is not just one side of them. All Lives Matter was never valid from the get-to-go, especially when they just killed that officer in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Silent D. Absolutely right. Thank you for your insight and your contribution. Peace, love, and blessings to you. Yes. All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter obviously didn't matter because they killed the white woman, right? And then they killed the police officer. So did Blue Lives really matter after all? I'm just wondering. Police. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, um, education, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statutes that might otherwise be infringing. Blue lives apparently don't matter exactly. Absolutely. You know what? Here's how you know they don't. Because who kills the blue lives? Uh, yeah, it's all lives, right? <laughs> Isn't it the white men who, in fact, kill the police more so than anyone in this country? Okay? That's what we do now. So apparently, no, it doesn't matter to them. They are just full of shites. But anything to counter what we say about ourselves, okay? We say hi, they say it's low. We say in, they say out. We say up, they say down. This is just what they do. They always have to be against us for whatever nefarious reason. So that all being said, let's get to the matter at hand. Let me show this video. Hold on, people. Hold on. Trying to find the email. Here it is. Okay, here we go. 
Thank you, Davey, for your contribution. Peace, love, and blessings to you. Hold on, hold on. Let me start it again. Now, y'all saw that, right? Y'all saw that, right? See, that's the part we didn't see last time. Because last time, they kept the camera on the white chick. They immediately cut from when the white girl got hit, and then they showed her talking to the white man with the blood on her face. They, they completely skated past that part. But you saw how as soon as she hit her back, the white man stopped in the face, the older white man, and then the other men just grabbed her and rushed her off. And then they started hitting her. Everybody just jumped her. It looked like it was at least 20 or 30 people. This is what they do. There goes the KKK roaches again. That sister should have stomped on those pests. Okay? This is what they do. This is what they do. Oh. I wish I had been there. Clearly, we probably, probably both would have got out behind to be because so many of them still. I would have went out swinging. Do you hear me? Uh, Lee, I'm going to defend myself at all costs, all right? That's what I'm going to do. Now, let me continue, people. Oh, these people are so wicked and demonic. Okay, so as I'm cueing the video, everyone, please, let's get the likes up. Let's get the likes up. It's going to take me just a second. <laughs> Hold on, people. I've got to tell you all this story. Now, you remember when I said the story at the Capitol, right? And I told you they were stealing things. They said that the lady, uh, Jenny Cud, I think that was her name, she was bragging that they stole... Um, Nancy Pelosi's gavel out of her office. And then they said that the guy that was sitting in the chair, he stole her mail. And then they said someone stole a podium. And I said, well, how did they get the podium out of there? That's just crazy, right? But listen to this. Man spotted carrying speaker's lectern arrested in Florida. Oh, these people, they are so ridiculous. Damn, but she punched Karen. Hold on. She punched Karen like a bloody cherry on vanilla ice cream. Yes, she did. Listen to this, people. Do they have a video of this fool? I think they have a video of it, too. Hold on, people. I'm waiting for this advertisement. Looks like they may have a video of it. Pelosi's lectern during the Capitol riot earlier this week has been arrested. 
the man identified as Adam Christian Johnson was taken to a local jail in Pinellas County, Florida on Friday night and is being held on a federal warrant, the Miami Herald reported. Johnson was identified on social media after the photo of him carrying the lectern in the Capitol Rotunda went viral, according to local media reports. Now he really stole a lectern. Oh, these people are just so crazy. That's what they are. My thing is, what was he going to do with it? I'm just wondering. Okay, here we go, people. Not to worry. I have the times all written down. I have to write down where time the email came through and all that so I can find them quicker. Okay, here it is. Oh, so, stop the steel organizer. Hold on, this email's acting real crazy. Okay, here we go. Okay, first of all, we're going to talk about how Twitter has banned him, okay? Not only did they ban Trump, I guess they're banning anybody that's in cahoots with him. No less. Twitter, PayPal. Now, I didn't even know PayPal and Venmo was in on it. People listen to the BS. They're clearly getting people blackballed and blacklisted, okay? It says Twitter, PayPal, and Venmo. Ben Ali Alexander, who organized DC's Stop the Steal rally where Trump incited the Capitol riot. Now listen to this. Ali Alexander, an organizer of the Stop the Steal rally that led to a riot in the Capitol building that resulted in the death of five people, has been banned from Twitter, Venmo, and PayPal. As the mob stormed the building last week, he posted a Twitter video of himself saying, I don't disavow this. Well, that was the wrong thing for him to say. Now, Ali Alexander, an organizer of Wednesday's Stop the Steal rally in Washington, has been banned from Twitter. Now, the rally where President Donald Trump spoke before his supporters uh, right before they stormed the Capitol building and an incident that resulted in the death of five people was the capstone on a series of Stop the Steal events since November. The events sought to organize around, around and promote the lie. <laughs> they made sure to let you know it was a lie. Uh, to organize and promote around the lie that Trump, rather than President-elect Joe Biden, was the true winner of the 2020 presidential election. Biden won 306 electoral college votes to Trump's 232 and a popular vote margin of more than 7 million. Trump and his allies have failed more than 40 or have filed more than 40 lawsuits challenging the results, but none have been successful. Now, Alexander was suspended from Twitter on Sunday in an Instagram story. He said the suspension was permanent. He also said on a part on parlor that he was banned from PayPal and Venmo. 
a representative of PayPal, which owns Venmo, told Insider the account was closed due to a violation of our acceptance policy. How convenient. I mean, he's had the PayPal account, I'm sure, for quite a while, but now all of a sudden he's banned, and they say it was because of a, uh, a violation. Now, Alexander still maintains a presence on Patreon, which didn't immediately respond to Insider's request for comments. Deleted tweets from Alexander reviewed by the Daily Beast show he frequently used the phrase 1776 as a threat directed to opponents of Trump's uh, efforts to overturn the election results. They say, if they do this, I think this is what he says. Yes, Alexander says, if they do this, Everyone can guess what me and 500,000 others will do to that building. This is what Alexander tweeted on December the 30th, according to the Daily Beast. And then he said, 1776 is always an option. At the January the 6th rally, he led a chance of victory or death. As riders stormed the Capitol, he posted a video on Twitter where he said, I don't disavow this. He says, I think people should be, should be routed. I think people should be messy. Ah! He also said in a video posted to Twitter, according to the Daily Beast, I do believe that we own this U.S. Capitol, so I'm not apologizing for nothing. Conflating our legally Peaceful permitted events with a breach of the U.S. Capitol building is defamatory and false, Alexander said in an Instagram story on Sunday. In another Instagram story, he posted a screenshot showing that several of his stories were removed for violation or dangerous organizations. Alexander didn't immediately respond to insiders' requests for comments. Twitter banned Trump permanently from the platform on Friday, citing tweets they said glorified violence. It also banned several other pro-Trump figures. Now pay attention. They're banning all of Trump's friends. Black people, if you follow Trump, they're likely going to ban you. Oh, my goodness. Yes, this is what they're doing. Other pro-Trump people, figures. Now, guilty by association, I'm going to guess. Major tech platforms like Google. You know what? Let me tell y'all something. What it's starting to look like to me. I want y'all to pay attention. It's starting to look like to me that social media, that they're mafia. I mean, do they get the mafia type vibe from them? They seem like a little bit like the mafia. That's what they remind me of. You see, when Clarence Thompson's wife posted unsavory things that they didn't like, well, they now want to impeach this man. Though he's not responsible for what his wife and adults surely posted, even though he may or may not like it. At the end of the day, he can't tell her what to do. And if he does tell her, she doesn't have to do it. But they want to punish him because of that. Now, they're not only banning Trump permanently, they're seeking to ban people who are his allies, people who are Trump supporters and all of that. Pay attention. These are mafia-style tactics, people. And I don't think any of it's funny. Because if they can do this, these things just at their whim, just because somebody said or did something they didn't like that wasn't, in fact, dangerous, that didn't cause any harm, hurt, or health, uh, danger to anyone's health, if they can do these things, what else do you think they can do? Like I told you, 
They can come and start snatching people up out of your houses and taking you to God knows where and doing God knows what and who knows why. And they can shut down the internet or they can just have everybody just all in disarray, not knowing who's doing what, not knowing anything about what's going on because it'll be too late. They absolutely can do these things. They have the power. And in fact, if you ask me, they run this country. Please. That's what it seems like. They control the narratives. Now, they go on to say that major tech platforms like Google and Apple's app, uh, the App Store, and Amazon Web Services have also cracked down on speech that they view as pro-violence, removing services for Parler, a social media network widely viewed as a haven for white supremacists. Now, they never had a problem with white supremacists before. People, please pay attention. The only reason they're talking about white supremacists, all of them are white supremacists. That's the thing. How do y'all act like this the ones that don't talk on white supremacists? All of y'all are white supremacists. You worship and deal with the system of wannabe white supremacy. Therefore, you are a white supremacist. How are they any different than the rest? They need to cut it out, okay? They need to cut it out. Now they're trying to paint narratives here, talking about the white supremacists, a haven for white supremacists. Let me tell you something. They never had a problem with white supremacists. Now, when a group of the white supremacists turn on them, then the other white supremacists are so and sees the discord and all of that. And they want to act like and use black people as a shield. You see, they want to act like, oh, they wouldn't do this to black people. They wouldn't treat the black people so nicely. They'd be harsher on the black people. You see how they do black people just for protest. These are the things they say. So now they want to try to get black people on their side, looking at Trump crazy, looking at the, the so-called white supremacists crazy, when all of them are so-called white supremacists. Please miss me with all of it, okay? And Trump is no worse than the rest of them, all right? The thing about Trump is he does and says what he wants in your face, and they hide behind closed doors. And Trump lets you know that he wants power and wants to be in control while they try to snatch it out from under you, pretending that they want everything to be fair. That's how it looks. Me. That's how I sum it up. All right. And I guarantee you, she's telling you 100% the truth. Now, I didn't want to interrupt her broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is one broadcast that I tried to get through without uh, giving my own commentary on it, but it was necessary for me to let you know that that is exactly the truth, and I don't want y'all to fall for this uh, nefarious behavior. So, uh, this, that's just the only difference between them and Trump. Trump, and you know what? I'm going to tell you something. That's what makes me. Uh, like this guy as far as I don't like him as an individual, but I like him as being honest about who he is, what he's trying to do and where he's going with it. See, I can plan myself and I can plan my my uh, activities as far as uh, <clears throat> my podcast show and uh, uh, different activist things that I'm trying to do around him because he lets you know who he is, what he's about. And um, basically, which is that's about himself. Trump is for himself, about himself, and with himself, although he does support white supremacy, which is something else that he speaks on, and he lets you know he's not backing down from it. This is this is who I am. This is who I support, and that's what it's about. Not like these other guys right here, like who she's talking about right now, who <clears throat> talk all this stuff behind closed doors, like sloppy Jim Crow, okay? Sloppy Jim Crow J. He does the very same thing. But he's the only difference between him. He's like these other uh, protesters and these other people who want to do all their nefarious acts behind closed doors. 
With that being said, I promise I won't interrupt her again. So anyway, they expanded coverage, uh, the coverage model module and the capital siege module. So anyway, that's what they said about that. So now let's get on to this other stuff about him. Now listen to this. Stop the steel organizer in hiding after denying blame for the riots. See, I told you that I always want to blame the black person. Didn't I tell y'all that? That they tried to blame Clarence Thomas's wife because she was going along with Trump and they said she was spewing dangerous conspiracy theories. And that's it was because of her post. That's what they said. I read it to you twice. It's because of her post that these things happened at the Capitol. Now they want to blame a black man. Pay attention. These white people that are so racist and wicked, they go out here and commit all types of nefarious and egregious acts and plots and plans and schemes as per usual, as they've done with the history of their lives, living in existence. And then they want to point the finger of shame and blame at a black person conveniently acting. So this is why we did it. And you heard the one man, this is how you know they love to play the victim card when they do their BS. You saw in the video when I showed you the people that were rioting at the Capitol, and the one white guy said, we were good people. We were law-abiding citizens, and you did this to us. Oh, so they made you go and commit acts of vandalism. They made you go in there and help people to get killed. They made you go in there and put poop all over the walls and down the hallways and up and through and out and jump out of windows and go in offices and steal mail and gavels and all kinds of things and lecterns. This is what they made you do? Oh, okay. Well, if they made y'all do that just because y'all didn't like and agree with the election results, what do you think black people should be doing <laughs> after all the hell they put us through then? Please send me a letter and a memo let me know right now what you think we could be justified for doing. I mean, hey, if you all can do all of that based on the pretext that you're just mad and upset about an election uh, results that you didn't agree with? Nah, this is the last time I promise I'm going to interrupt her. I know I said that before. But I want to uh, do my dirty laundry. I know she did her dirty laundry, ladies and gentlemen, and, and got it out of the way. But, <clears throat> you know, I, I got to do the same thing. You know how it's necessary and it's very important for us to uh, keep it clean around here at the studio with uh, CWTG with the Copyright Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose of criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. Please explain what they think we should be doing at this point. I would like to know. So anyway, it goes on to say, two weeks before thousands of Trump rioters breached Congress, Stop the Steal organizer Ali, Alex Ali Alexander said his group wasn't violent yet. He hit him with the yet, like letting him know, I ain't a killer, but don't push me type stuff, right? Now, one of our organizers in, this, in one state said, we're nice patriots. We don't throw bricks. This is what Alexander told a crowd on December the 19th at a rally in Arizona State Capitol. He said, I leaned over and I said, not yet. When the person who was one of their organizers said, we're nice riders, we're nice protesters, uh, we don't throw bricks, we're not violent. And he said, not yet. 
That's what he told. He says, haven't you read about a little tar and feathering? Those were second degree burns. Alexander, who has described himself as one of the original orig uh, official originators of the January the 6th rally in Washington, went on to use yet as a code word for violence. Also, that's what they said. They said he used the word yet as a code. They say he went on to use the word yet as code speak for violence, people. Okay. Now, they go on to say, then Alexander told the Phoenix crowd that his plans, what his, about his plans for Washington, he said, we're going to convince them to not certify the vote on January 6th by marching hundreds of thousands, if not millions of patriots to sit their butts in D.C. and close that city down rights. Okay, we're going to close it down rights. And then he says, if we have to explore options after that, well, that's what we'll do. Now, Alexander supporters cheered and yelled threats like noose and nothing's off the table. Now, I don't know about y'all, but he's sitting up there as a black man and he's sitting there trying to get them all amped up and then they yell out noose. I think I might have hit the ground running at that point. You're the only fool sitting up there with your black behind and you just getting these white wannabe supremacists all amped up. Then they shout out noose. Who do you think the noose was for? I'm just curious. Anyway, Alexander led a host of activists in ratcheting up the rhetoric around the Congress certification of the electoral votes, threatening to 1776 the opponents of Trump's re-election. Now that five people, including a Capitol Police officer, are dead, however, Alexander has gone into hiding. And the website promoting his January the 6th rally has been wiped clean from the internet. Now, Alexander is defiant, says he won't take an iota of blame that does not belong to him. He says, I didn't incite anything. Alexander said in a video posted Friday to Twitter, I didn't do anything. And you know what? He's right. He didn't incite anything. Let me tell you one thing about wannabe white supremacy, honey. Nobody has to incite them, okay? They've been wreaking havoc and start, uh, sowing seeds of destruction and discord ever since they hit the planet. Now, what makes them think, because they really don't think this, this is just a narrative they want to push, like it's a black person's fault. But at the end of the day, nobody has to incite them to do anything, okay? Nobody has to incite them to go up there to the Capitol in Michigan and threaten the governor and the other people working up there when they had to wear masks. Nobody has to incite them. No one has to incite them to be violent because they are violent by nature. And you heard that this morning when I did the first live and I let you hear the white girl for herself say she said the same thing I say, and that's why I played the tape for the white racists who want to come on here talking trash. She said that they are, she said they are violent by nature in their DNA. Okay. Yeah, he definitely should have broke wide. Yes, he should have took off. So then. They say in reality, even as Alexander claimed his supporters were peaceful, he repeatedly raised the prospect of using violence in the weeks ahead of January the 6th. Now on Sunday night, Twitter banned Alexander's personal account and an account and an account for Stop the Steal. Alexander didn't respond to a request for comment. 
Now, Alexander is a convicted felon. Now, here's why I want you to pay attention to that, people. This is what I want you to hear. This is what I want you to pay attention right here. This is what I want you to do. Now, I want you to listen close. When that white woman by the name of Ashley, uh, what was her last name? Ashley Batten. The white woman who went storming the Capitol, broke in, climbing through windows, ready to wreak havoc and start holy hell. And they got shot and killed. Now, they praised her, though she was a domestic terrorist and clearly in felonious capacity when she was shot. They didn't bring up one bad thing on her. She may have had previous arrests. She may have had an abortion when she was young. Or she may have done something, cheated on her husband. Who knows? I'm sure she has some skeletons in that closet, as most of them do, right? Most people have a skeleton or two, right? But listen, they didn't say anything bad about her, but watch this. Now, this guy who's clearly a coon, because he's working for the soul behest of Trump, a wannabe white supremacist, just like all the rest, and he's been the one who helped Trump organize to stop the steal and all of that. But I want you to pay attention, because here's what they now say about this man who they've always held in high regard, supposedly. They say Alexander is a convicted felon. What's that got to do with anything, people? You see how they go digging up dirt and they throw it on your name as soon as you do anything to spite them. Yes, he's a convicted felon after pleading guilty to felony property theft in 2007 and felony credit card abuse in 2008. Alexander first appeared in conservative politics in the Tea Party under uh, in the Tea Party era under the name of Ali Akbar. Now, I don't want to let everybody know he's a Muslim. They're putting that on out there for the rest of the good white folk to find out, right? And when I say good white folk, I'm being facetious clearly, y'all, right? So now they say he was organizing a group called the National Bloggers Club that was tied to shady data collection operations. Oh, shady. So now they're saying he engaged in fraudulent activities. Pay attention. But even though he had these two felonious convictions and had been in trouble before, that didn't stop them from allowing him to work in politics and to, in fact, work with Trump. Now, I know they knew this all before because you can do all kinds of background checks. And when you're going to do a job, anything pertaining to the federal and the government, all that stuff, they're going to do a serious and much more in-depth background check. OK, because I have worked government jobs before. All right. So with that all being safe. <laughs> now they're bringing out the cracking on him and letting all his business out here in these YouTube streets, you see. So they say that he had engaged in shady data collections operations. And in the Trump era, now using a new name. Oh, an alias. That's what they said, an alias. Okay, like most criminals. So now using a new name, Alexander emerged as a idiosyncratic an idiosyncratic Woo, y'all, they are giving it to him, okay? With no Vaseline, okay? You hear me? Oh, they are letting him have it. <laughs> yes, they bring up charges from 2007, honey. They don't care that it's, <laughs> that it's been over a decade ago. They do not care. Listen to this, though. They say he has emerged, after changing his name, as an idiosyncratic, trash-talking, MAGA, diehard affiliated with figures like InfoWars conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, anti-Muslim Trump booster Laura Loomer, blundering provocateur Jacob Wall, and Trump ally Roger Stone. All want to be white supremacists, which clearly lets you know that he belongs in the Sambo Chronicles. I mean, soon.
Now, before Trump's 2020 election defeat, Alexander was perhaps best known for Donald Trump Jr. retweeting his groundless claim that Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, better known as Obama, is not an American Black. Well, she's not an American Black. What's the big deal? She's not born here. She's not a foundation of Black Americans. Now, they say he was invited to the White House for Trump's social media summit with various right-wing internet figures and began frequently wearing orange clothes, claiming God had given him a message that the color had significance for 2020. You know why he was wearing those orange clothes? God ain't told him that. You know what? Now he's gone too far. Now he's gone too far. Now he's going to sit up here and lie on God. Now, see, now I got to say something. Now, this is where I, this is where I draw the line, people. Yes, come at me. Now, this is where I'm going to draw the line. Now, he's just going too far talking about the most I told him to wear the color orange. Let me tell you something. Had given him a message that the color orange has special significance. Let me tell you why he was wearing orange. Because they were calling Trump the orange man. Let's just keep it a buck. You know it's not a coincidence. A, a winky dink, Right? Now, he know good and darn well. They call Trump Agent Orange. So he took it to all new, a whole new level, right? Started wearing orange suits. Dark as he is, people. This is what he's going to do? Police. Can you all? Okay, okay. I was wondering, could you all see me? Yes. Wearing orange outfits and he had an orange suit. He's darker than I am, so I can only imagine how that looks. Right. Please let me continue. So anyway, he go. They go on to say. He said, "God gave me the color orange in December of 2019." This is what he tweeted on election day. He told me orange would be the color of 2020. I've come to learn that it means God's power. Now, where has anybody ever heard that? I've never heard anything about God's power. Yes, Cassandra. Agent Orange. That's is Trump is God. Cause I'm just one. Cause he clearly is not talking about the most high. Talking about no orange. Okay? Please. Now another Trump, after Trump's election defeat, Alexander positioned himself as one of the leading Trump re-election dead and dead enders with his Stop the Steal group, which quickly became a clearinghouse for pro-Trump personalities rallying outside of state capitals in contested battleground states. Alexander also started to promote mega rallies protesting the election results in Washington in November and December, even clashing with rival organizers over who deserved credit for the events. And he began organizing a protest outside of the Capitol for January the 6th, dubbing it the wild protest after a Trump tweet promising the protest during the electoral vote count will be wild. That's what they said. Now, for January the 6th, Alexander claimed in a video he had some organizing assistance from pro-Trump representatives Paul Gosser, Andy Biggs, and Mo Brooks. He said, we four schemed up putting maximum pressure on Congress while they were voting, Alexander said in a video posting before the January the 6th protest. Now, Gosser and Brooks didn't respond to requests for comment, and a, and a spokesman for Biggs disputed Alexander's story, claiming Biggs isn't aware of hearing of a or, or of a meeting that Mr. Alexander at any point had and had no contact 
with protesters or rioters. In other words, Negro, don't be putting me in your BS. Now, if you want to snitch on yourself, keep me out of All right, I got enough problems. This is what he's saying, right, low key. Now, Alexander's voice grew more menacing in the lead up to January 6th rally. He tweeted that, that he would give, he said, I would give my life for this fight. A call that was promoted by the Arizona Republican Party. See, he's not just a regular coon, you guys. He's a cottonmouth coon. Now, you know what the cottonmouth coon loves to say when the boss say they sick. We sick, boss? Because they sick, whatever the boss feels, that's what they feel. So clearly, that's how he was to Trump. Another Stephen from the Django, right? Clearly. Because he said he would give his life for this. So you willing to die for Trump to stay in office? Are you that desperate, that much of a coon? And a sambo, no less. Alexander also began tweeting frequently 1776, a reference to the start of the American Revolution. Alexander wrote in one post that the choice was 45, Trump's re-election or 1776. In another message, he wrote that 1776 is always an option for free men and women. Most pointedly, Alexander responded to a tweet from QAnon uh, supporter, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, claiming that top congressional leaders were working to block objections to the electoral votes. If that happened, Alexander said, he and hundreds of thousands of protesters would not, was 1776 the Capitol. Oh yeah, he's learned from Donald Trump. I want y'all to pay attention. When he said that was 1776 the Capitol, oh, he was talking about they're going to they tear that Capitol up. They're going to burn it down, baby. That's cold speak. Now, you know he learned that from Trump. First of all, he's walking around in orange clothes and suits, talking about the God God told him to do it and all this and that. He's clearly doing that to worship and praise the all-honorable or Agent Orange, okay? And then he said he would die for it and likely the fool would. He says, if they do this, everyone can guess what me and 500,000 others would be doing to that bill. He's the one that instigated this thing. I see why they're blaming his body. He said all this stuff. Sounds like instigating to me. Now, hold on. He tweeted on December the 30th, 1776, is always an option. Alexander's anger wasn't limited to Congress. After four people were stabbed after a December MAGA protest outside the Hotel Harrington, a downtown Washington hotel that's popular with the Proud Boys, the hotel announced that it would be closed for several days around the January the 6th protest. Now, a furious Alexander posted a video filled with threats to the hotel. So he even threatened the people at the hotel. He urged his fans to be extremely high IQ as God enacts his vengeance. So now he tells us when God's going to go off. Okay. Uh, Alexander compared his supporters to the... He compared his supporters to the snake in the don't tread on me Gadsden flag, saying that they had been tread on and noting that the vipers bite. He said, may not one patriot get caught on camera doing anything bad. Now, he didn't tell them not to do anything bad, supposedly. He told them just don't get caught on camera. But think about it. The Mayo Clinic, uh, they were all on camera, right? Clout chasing, no less. Now, at the December 19th Arizona rally, Alexander kept up his threat that his movement could become violent. He said he wouldn't describe Democrats as burglars in Republican homes implying that that would mean they'd be shocked. A metaphor, he said, wasn't necessary yet. 
He says, let them hear that. Yes. The night before the January 6th rally, Alexander riled up Trump supporters in Washington with a victory or death chance and once again brought up 1776. Let's see if this is it right here. Listen to this. y'all something see i was gonna try to give the coon the benefit of the doubt and say you know they could be lying on this black man i mean coon though he is but i was gonna say that perhaps they're lying on the man maybe he didn't say all these things do they have receipts but here we have receipts clearly the fool did it you know what the sad thing is say it again sweet pea Yes, these people are crazy. Goodness, ready, Bo. Dominic said, let's get a crowd. Victory is mine. Yes, victory today is mine. Okay? <laughs> I told Satan, get thee behind, because victory today is mine. Don't get me started. Oh, we used to sing that in church back when I was so brainwashed. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Let me say this. <laughs> Young King said the brainwashed is <laughs> anything for the buttered biscuit <sighs> and approval. Yes, Lehar. That fool is done, Sarah. Oh Lord, I'm literally crying right now. <laughs> Diamond Silk, come get y'all brother, please. <laughs> Clearly crazy. Now listen to this. 
He says, 1776 is always an option, Alexander told the crowd. These degenerates in the deep state are going to give us what we want, or we are going to shut this country down. Alexander's wild protest rally was scheduled to take place on the northeast corner of the Capitol's lawn, with a website claiming that Green, Gosar, and Representative Lauren Boebert would all speak at the event. Before the rally, Alexander attended Trump's speech on the White House on the White House ellipse, posting a picture from the front row. Nice seats, he tweeted. Thank you, at real Donald Trump. Alex Jones claims, or Alex Jones claimed, that he and Alexander had some deal with the White House about their protest outside of Congress. He says, we had leg a legitimate deal with the White House. This is what Alex Jones of Infowars said. Hey, Jones, said Ali, literally, let's, hey, Jones, Jones and Ali, literally, they let us out early. We were supposed to lead a peaceful deal. Now, the video posted by Infowars in an apparent attempt to distance Jones from the riots shows Jones and Alexander on the west side of the Capitol as tear gas canisters went off in the distance and Trump supporters mounted MAGA flags on the inauguration risers. Jones unsuccessfully tried to convince rioters to move to the east side of the Capitol and attend their rally on the other side of the building instead. He says, as much as I love seeing the Trump flags flying over this, we need to not have the confrontation with the police. They're going to make that story. That's what Jones said. But Alexander refused to disavow the riots. I don't disavow this, Alexander said in a filmed video overlooking the Capitol. I do not denounce this. This is completely peaceful. Looks like so far. Now, Alexander claims to be in hiding, allegedly in a video posted Friday that he needs, listen to this, people. He needs a stimulus check says that he claims to be in hiding in a video posted on Friday and says that he needs $2,000 a day to fund his security detail and other expenses. His fans, and he's, he's hitting his fans up for a donation. <laughs> Good luck with that. Honey, the Mayo Clinic is not about to give you a dime. <laughs> That's what they're not going to do. See, these coons get it twisted. Now, they see how when these white wannabe supremacists go out here and shoot and kill somebody, and they get arrested or they're facing charges or whatever, how all the rest of the white supremacists get together collectively and donate money to them, and they can come up with millions of dollars. Remember, George Zimmerman, they had a quarter of a million dollars for him quick, fast, and in a hurry. Let's not leave out Dylan Roof. So if that all being said, he thinks that they're going to give him some money? Uh, oh, poor black man, you poor little Sambo out coon. They don't care nothing about you. They're not going to donate anything to you, honey. That's what they're not going to do. Oh. So anyway, he said he needs $2,000 per day for his security. You know what? Only thing I can tell him is he should have thought about that before he got out there and made all those threats and instigated those fools to do that nefarious stuff they did. Now, mind you, they were going to do it already. He just should have kept his mouth shut, sat back in the cut and watched and ate his popcorn like we're going to do. That's what he should have done. But no, he had to be out there and be an active participant, getting his hands all dirty. After making plans and plots and threats and schemes and giving them instructions and all of that foolishness. Now he wants to hide. No, don't hide now. Come on out. Okay? Come on out. That's what he needs to do. 
if they try to do a GoFundMe, it will get taken out. You know it will. They better, he better put on another name. Trump, come get your boy. <laughs> oh, he is clearly crazy. Hold on. Let me find my place. Talking about he needs $2,000 a day. Well, we'll see how that works out for him. Mm. Won't turn out good, I can guarantee you. Okay, so anyway, then he says he needs $2,000 a day to fund his security detail and other expenses, like those orange suits. They have to be pressed, I'm sure. And before I do get back to her, I just want y'all to know, nobody on this station or any of the new black uh, media networks, ladies and gentlemen, are uh, immune to us telling the truth about them. That includes anybody that's black, brown, white red yellow or in this guy's case orange no we call them it just like it is so, and we know that in the uh melanated uh community we have some uh sambos we got some plantation mammies and pappies we even got some some field negroes and y'all are not immune to having the truth told on y'all and that's exactly what's going on here ladies and gentlemen so that's the entire reason for this uh, episode and why we why I'm letting you hear the story from someone who doesn't pull any punches the queen Amadai Shakur does not pull any punches and she drops some good gems and some good bombs on y'all and letting y'all know exactly uh, what it is and you be may, may be asking, what is it? Well, it's exactly what it is. And the Queen Amadai Shakur is ex going to let you know that. And uh, she doesn't have much to say, but I want to hear her out. I want you guys to hear her out. And uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. And please don't forget to uh, follow, share, and support this station. Please don't forget to follow, share, and support her station. It is so important to keep these black doors open because as we done told y'all before and we're telling you again that uh, social media uh, apps like uh, YouTube, like Google, like Facebook and others are trying to shut these stations down so y'all don't get the truth that you're not going to hear on the uh, lamestream media. So with that all being said, I'm going to conclude this broadcast. I would like to thank you all for tuning Black In once again to Authentic Black Goddess TV. Make sure that you tune Black In in the morning at 9 a.m. for your morning wake-up call on the Queen Amadaya Shakur show. And then at 10.15, people, and make sure you get the times together so you don't be sitting in the wrong chat. I'm going to be on the Queen Amadaya Shakur, uh, Shakur channel at 9 a.m. with your morning wake-up call. And then I will also be doing a morning wake-up call on Authentic Black Goddess TV. That one will start at approximately 10.15. Two morning wake-up calls and two daily vitamins, okay? I'll be doing a daily vitamin on the Queen Amadai Shakur show at 6, 8, uh, 6 p.m. tomorrow. And then doing one on Authentic Black Goddess TV at 7.15. So with that all being said, I thank you all for tuning in once again. Thank you, Jesse. Jesse says, wow, speaking queen. So thank you all for tuning Black In. Enjoy the rest of this lovely evening. Do something productive and constructive. 
Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Queen Amadiah Shakur. Also on Instagram at Divine underscore Goddess underscore 27. Twitter, DGoddess27. And on my um my podcast on Anchor and Spotify, Low Frequency Hertz, ATR. TZ. Make sure you like and share the video. Make sure you subscribe to both channels. Okay? I wish you all love, peace, and prosperity. Stay blessed and on high vibrational and high positivity and high consciousness levels. Okay? With that all being said, always remember to keep the most high first in your life. Until next time, I will talk to you all again soon. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And as I always tell y'all at the end of every show, please continue to do your social distancing. Please continue to wear your outer gear, ladies and gentlemen. Put that uh, face mask on. Put them glasses on. Put their face shields on. Put on your gloves. Put on your shoe covering so you don't track these viruses in and out of your cars and your home. If you're outside for any extended amount of time, ladies and gentlemen, please, when you come in, remove those clothes immediately and put them in the machine and uh, get those uh, uh, washed up and cleaned up and get yourselves in that bathroom ladies and gentlemen and get yourselves bathed up cleaned up and freshened up before you decide to relax and chill in your home to reduce the spread of this virus as i tell you ladies and gentlemen what do i always yell at the end of the show your immune system is the number one defense ladies and gentlemen against this virus so please, ladies and gentlemen, keep a strong immune system by eating your proper meals, taking your proper vitamins, eating your proper uh, vegetables and fruits and nuts and berries and seeds and garlic and onions and your G-bombs. I'm having some tonight. I got my collard greens on right now cooking as I'm doing this show with no meat whatsoever because I use the proper seasonings. I make it taste good without throwing that pork in there. So... Eat your G-bombs. All these stuff, all these things, are, ladies and gentlemen, are uh, immune system builders. And you got to have a strong immune system to uh, prevent you from getting this virus. And in the event that you do test positive, ladies and gentlemen, know this. A strong immune system will help you get rid of it to little with no medication. But if you feel any symptoms or you want any more medical advice, I always can ask you to uh, consult your... Um, personal care provider, ladies and gentlemen, your, your doctor, so that you can feel comfortable in doing the things and, and stopping and preventing the spread of this virus. Now, my number one thing that I tell y'all at the end of every show, ladies and gentlemen, is that I love you. And you know that I do. And loving you guys is my food. That's right. That's what keeps me going, ladies and gentlemen, is my love for you, which is my food. And as you know, Teddy G is hungry each and every single day of his life.